to build, what to build. Oh, come on, Lucy. Wow, you're a builder. You're a maker. You're a... <gasps> I got it! Tool call. Hammer. Hammer. Wrench. Wrench. Drill. Drill. Great job, Kapow. Great job, Kapow. Oh, no, wait, that's me. Great job, Lucy Wow. Oh, brother. Now all we have to do is turn this thing on. Let the show begin. Hello, people of the podcast world. guy o here. Yes, that's right. The superhero guy o is doing a podcast. A super podcast. Perhaps you're a member of my fan club. guy o Fanatics. Or perhaps you're a superhero yourself. Or are you someone who wants to be a superhero but doesn't know how to be? Well, I have good news and I have bad news. The bad news is that the name guy o is already taken. The good news is that even if you can't be Gaiomatic, you can be a superhero. It's true, you already have a superpower, and it's called the power of invention. Don't believe me? Well, look at the facts. The power of invention turned a mild-mannered Guy Neville into a superpowered Gaiomatic. That's how powerful the power of invention is. But hey, don't just take my word for it. Let's look at another person who invented their own superpowers. Ant-Man. Have you ever wished you were bigger, taller? Have you ever seen something you wanted up on a shelf you couldn't reach? Of course you have. We all have. Well, in the Marvel Universe, for Dr. Henry Pym, this was an inspiration. He decided to use his power of invention to create a suit that would let him be as tall as he wanted to be. He would be reaching the tallest of shelves with the greatest of ease. Dr. Henry Pym is an American entomologist, biochemist, roboticist, engineer, and physicist, and scientific adventurer. In other words, he's a pretty smart guy. And by pretty smart, I mean he has been considered one of the smartest humans on Earth. And Tony Stark lives right next door. So that is pretty impressive. In order to master getting bigger, Hank started small, real small. He started by researching subatomic particles, which are tiny building blocks that all things on the planet are built of. You can't see them, they're so small, but they're there, and there, and there! So after a lot of hard work, Hank had a breakthrough. He created a serum, which is kind of a special liquid, that changed these subatomic particles to make them more elastic or stretchy, like silly putty particles. Hank was ready to test his work and get reaching for the top shelf. So he went in the backyard and took a big gulp of the serum. He did it outside in case he grew too big. That way, he wouldn't hit his head on the ceiling. It <laughs> did not go well. Instead of making him bigger, it made him smaller. How small? The serum reduced him to the size of an ant. He knew this because he was trapped in an anthill and being chased by ants the same size as him. Wow, <laughs> science can be very exciting. Luckily, he was able to escape and restored himself to a normal size with another serum he'd invented. It was a scary day overall, but Hank was inspired to keep going. This time though, he decided it would be a good idea to prepare for ants. If there was the possibility that he was going to shrink down to the size of an ant again, he should learn how to talk with them. So he started studying ants. 
Hank learned that ants communicate through electrical waves transmitted through their antenna, basically sending thoughts through the air. So, Pym created a cybernetic helmet, which would enable him to communicate with the ants with his own homemade antenna. Now it was time to try shrinking again, rather than a serum. This time, Hank Pym designed a suit made of a special stretchy subatomic particles, which he was now calling Pym Particles. The Ant-Man suit used thumb triggers to activate cartridges of Pym Particles, and was equipped with a regulator in the belt to manage the size changes. He tried the suit, and it worked! He shrank down to the size of an ant, and with his helmet, he was able to talk to them. But to be honest, they did not have a lot to say. Hank decided to return to normal size, but he made a slight miscalculation and ended up the size of a building. <laughs> Oops. What a super suit. Now, when you have a super suit, you need to have a super name. And so Ant-Man was born. With his giant form, he could fight the biggest villain. In his smallest form, he could sneak in anywhere. And in a more medium form, he could reach the top of a shelf. It didn't take long before this got him invited onto the Avengers. But while fighting crime was fun for Hank, it wasn't who he was. He was, at his core, a scientist. So after a few years, he retired from the Avenger business and hid the suit in a locked vault in his home. Then one day, a guy named Scott Lang came along and Ant-Man was reborn. But you know, my dear Guyomatic fanatic, Ant-Man isn't a superhero because he can grow big or shrink small. He's a superhero because he uses superpowers to make the world a better place. Remember, it's not the power that makes you a hero, it's how you use it. Hello, dear citizen of the world, Guy Neville here. Or perhaps you know me better by my superhero name, Guy Omanic, protector of Pflugerville. I know, it's a pretty cool superhero name. Coming up with cool names is one of my superpowers. For today's act of harrowing heroism, I'm subbing in for Kapow, the mechanical baby goat, to talk to you about the art of super invention. People often say to me, Guyomatic, I want to be a superhero too, but I don't have any awesome superpowers like you. To that I say, dear citizen, let me tell you a super secret. You do have superpowers just like me. I mean, no, your cool name power probably isn't as powerful as mine, but you've still got plenty to work with. You have the power of imagination, the power of creation, and the power of invention. And with powers like these, you can change the world. That's right, everyone has superpowers. But it's not just superpowers that make Guyomatic so special. It's also my style. I mean, look how cool my super suit is. What? Do you mean you can't see me? Oh, uh, right, it's a podcast. Uh, well, listen to how cool I look. <laughs> Boom, nailed it. <laughs> the super suit is very important because it's what makes super people memorable. But people often forget that these super suits have inventors. Which brings us to today's super inventor, the one and only... Edna Mode. Edna Mode is a half-Japanese, half-German fashion designer and super suit inventor. You might know her as the friend and super suit designer for The Incredibles. She has a short stature, but a big personality. And while she may call everyone darling, that's where her sweetness ends. 
Edna is a hard worker and a perfectionist and demands the very best from everyone around her at all times. Edna is fearless. She's tried a lot of things. She's even spent time away from the super suit game and designed odd super clothes for fashion shows. But she hated it. Edna prefers superheroes to supermodels. After all, superheroes with their many abilities and shapes, and of course their constant acts of dare doing, are the only challenge worthy of her talents. Designing clothes for a tall woman is a challenge, but designing clothes for, say, a woman made of lightning is way harder. Edna has created super suits since the early days of Supertub, and she's the best there has ever been. Indeed, while others may be able to make a suit that complements a super's powers and abilities, only Edna knows how to make them look good as well. But even though she's a legend, Edna never looks back at her earlier work. She believes it distracts from the now. Anything that isn't brand new and cutting edge is nothing but a hobo suit to her. Edna's super suits can handle anything, from being set on fire to being zapped by lasers. For safety reasons, she is very insistent on not including capes in her new designs. Even though capes look cool, they don't really do anything and have been even dangerous in the past. In fact, five of her previous customers, Dynagai, Thunderhead, Stratogale, Metaman, and Splashdown, suffered injuries at the hands of capes. In order to understand the genius involved in Edna's work, let's take a look at her greatest creations, the Super Suits of the Incredibles. The family includes a giant strongman, a woman who can stretch like elastic, an invisible girl, and a boy who's fast as lightning. How do you make clothes that not only protect the family of crime fighters in their pursuit of justice, but also help their powers reach their full potential, and of course, make them look good as well? For Dash the Speedster, she designed a suit to withstand enormous friction, yeah, which is the force created by legs rubbing together really fast, without heating up or wearing out. For Invisigirl, Edna had to design clothes that would turn invisible when she did. After all, what's the point of being invisible if everyone can still see your pants? For Elastigirl, the suit Edna made could stretch as far as she did without ever being stretched out. And for Mr. Incredible, his suit is virtually indestructible. Which is a good thing because <laughs> he gets blown up a lot. Since it's Edna's, all these suits are super stylish and machine washable because saving the world is dirty work. People may think that Edna works for the Supers, but if you think about it, the Supers only work because of the suits Edna makes for them. It just goes to show, heroes are everywhere. Dear citizens of the world, I'm Guy Neville. Or perhaps you know me better by my superhero name, Guy-O-Matic, protector of Pflugerville. I know. It's a pretty cool superhero name. <laughs> That's why I always sign my autographs with a cool pen and drink my cool drinks with a cool straw. Anyway, for today's act of harrowing heroism, I'm subbing in for Kapow, the mechanical pygmy goat, to talk to you about the art of super invention. What is super invention? A super invention is an invention that turns a mild-mannered person, like Guy Neville, into a super cool superhero, like guy o -Matic. Now, in order to invent a super invention, you need to have a super power. But don't worry, because you have one. That's right! Everyone has superpowers, even you! 
You have the power of imagination, the power of creation, and the power of invention. And with powers like these, you can change the world. But hey, don't take my word for it. There's tons of examples. Let's look at an invention that turned four normal New Yorkers into the people you call when there's something wrong in your neighborhood. That's right, I'm talking about Ghostbusters. Now, the Ghostbusters are famous for bravely saving cities from giant marshmallow monsters and slimy green ghosts. But that's not how they started out. In fact, before they invented the proton pack, they were just as afraid of ghosts as you and I are. The four of them were scientists and city employees, working with humans in offices and never having to save the world. Then came the proton pack, and all of that changed. The proton pack is the ghost fighting device that a Ghostbuster carries on their back. You know, that thing they wear that looks like a vacuum backpack? That's the proton pack. Designed in 1984 by Egon Spengler and Ray Stentz, the proton pack counters the negative energy which ghosts are made of with a proton stream, a stream of positively charged eons which can harness a ghost. Now, that's pretty technical, so what does it mean? Basically, these packs shoot out an energy that can wrap up a ghost like a net and hold it steady. Know that Energy Blast, also known as the Proton Stream, is very dangerous and barely controllable. It was originally believed that crossing Proton Streams would result in total Protonic Reversal, which is another way of saying ending all life on Earth as we know it and making every molecule in a user's body explode at the speed of light. So, you know, a bad thing. Luckily, it turned out that he wasn't exactly right because the Ghostbusters did cross the streams, and as you can see, the world didn't end. But you still definitely want to avoid crossing streams if you can. It'll ruin your hairstyle at the very least. Now, proton streams are pure high voltage energy, which means they need a lot of power to work. Because of this, proton packs are nuclear powered. The power cells of the proton pack have a half-life of 5,000 years. This means if you buried a proton pack 5,000 years from now, it would still work. Ah. Now that's what I call a battery that can hold a charge. <laughs> Once a ghost is in a proton stream, there's still work to be done. The next step is to move the ghost within the stream until it's positioned above a ghost trap for capture. This trap is an invention of the Ghostbusters. The way it works is, while a ghost is held still in the proton stream, a Ghostbuster steps on a trigger that opens up the trap and that sucks the ghost up. And holds it until you're ready to release it. But as with all superpowers or super inventions, having them isn't enough to be a hero. A hero isn't a hero because of what they can do, they're a hero because of what they actually do. So while the proton packs could be used as a weapon against innocent ghosts and people, the Ghostbusters have always made sure to use the proton packs only to protect the innocent from the dangerous. And thanks to those heroics, I'm not afraid of ghosts. Well folks, we've come to the end of another Guy Neville's Power of Super Invention podcast. Come back next week when I'll be covering more super inventors and super inventions. And while you're waiting, you do realize there are just a slew of shows that take place in Pflugerville, right? It's true! 
There's Bobby Wonder, who's trying to protect Pflugerville from Mighty Mila, and Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn, inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat Kapow. Huh, that goat. Lucy goes big, and then she goes bigger. Oh, and if you like strange and spooky stories, you should check out R.L. Stein's Story Club. That's a real winner. I'm in the club, so I get to hear all the stories. And you can too. Keep on the lights, folks. Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, or R.L. Stein's Story Club, wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll find your way. And don't forget, Friday's Listener Mailbag. If you've got a question about the world of Go Kid Go shows, Pflugerville, or little old me, send it to Guy at GoKidGo.com. You might get your question read live on the show. It's very exciting. Have yourself an inventive day. Make something, build something, go big, and then go bigger. Until next time, this is Guy Obatic signing off. Go Kid Go! Go Kid Go!